welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce, and just to let you guys know, we are a bi-monthly podcast, and you can also find us on Twitter at LCS Podcast. We're on TikTok at Lie, Cheat, Steal Podcast, and if you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to us at, and if you're really into it, you can also get two more episodes every month on our Patreon at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. That out of the way, I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? Hi, Pat. Um, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm currently upstate again. I'm in the Hudson Valley uh, for a little, you know, farm stand uh, perusing. Going to get some apples. Going to do all that wholesome Yankee Candle fall shit, even though it's fucking 90 degrees out still. It, like, doesn't feel like (laughs) fall at all, but... You know, yeah, I'm uh, I'm cat sitting. Uh, the reason I was a little bit late to record because I was lying in bed and um, the senior cat that I'm cat sitting will just decided to park right on my chest, just like inches from my face. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not getting up. Will's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> this is the time, you know. You yeah, you can't fuck that up. Man, right. It's not like upstate New York is a great place to be uh, in fall. It seems like like you're, they're about to call you Humpty Dumpty because you're gonna have a great fall. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it is it's it's not quite like optimal yet because the leaves haven't started changing or anything but like it's very wholesome it's very yeah. like when you think of like uh like i said yankee candle it's like some thomas kincaid shit you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> to talk about thomas- uh reference our last episode yeah. where we talked yeah. about that kind of stuff thomas how kincaid are you Pat? coming up a lot I'm good. I'm actually in a really good mood today. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I got off the road. I'm working a new job, and like you said, when you like you're right on the cusp of like getting everything back together, and yeah. it's like I paid my car off, so that's a huge Hell expense yeah. every month out. Yeah, gone. Uh, very excited about that. Um, but I, I'm so excited that my car is currently. I had I had tire issues all week. I'm talking about. I was changing spares into donuts on a in on a tilted driveway <laughs> had it falling on my brake pad oh, shit God. was getting rough and it's currently the, the then the donut popped today or yesterday now you're like hey how are you in such a good mood even though the donut popped it's because i have the union job i can just say hey not coming in tomorrow taking care of my car i have the money to take care of it it's the last problem until the next problem but it's like sure. it's the last <laughs> it's the last problem i'm like right there the lights at the end of the tunnel, just being like, I've been doing like, you know, I've been keeping my head above water, but I'm like one check away from just being like, boom, I'm comfortable. I'm straight again. Yeah, and I that's am, awesome. Whoo. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, a good feel. And there's been a lot of plate spinning. Yeah. <laughs> like, That'll been, like that living that it'll aid you to, to yeah. have to be that sort of like close to the close to the edge. I'm like currently, <laughs> I feel like we have switched places because I am currently in the like fifty dollars from overdraft zone on my yeah. uh, on my finances. It's it's fine. It's just like um, I I think I've complained about this before. I got like so fucked on my taxes this year that like I'm I just owe the government so much money. Yeah, yeah. So that's where that's like I don't have a car payment, but I have like a car payment worth of money to the government that, <laughs> that uh, it's a pain in the ass. But uh, yeah. so it's just, I, I know from right now that uh, having that weight lifted is amazing. And when you have it on you, it's like, 
Yeah, it just adds to the ambient level of stress of living so bad. So I'm so glad you're out of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who signed up for our Patreon. A, you're helping me pay back the government. B, you're helping Pat pay off his car. We really yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we cannot thank y'all enough, man. I, I just had like, I you know, I had like eight things trans I'm, I'm in like eight transitional periods not like eight but it's like you know relationship job yeah. lifestyle like i was you know anybody listeners know i was torn for the last three years my days consisted of i woke up and i was like let's see how many joints am i gonna smoke and what hbo show am i gonna right. finish today and it was and i'm not gonna <laughs> lie i loved it there was a little bit of like you know obviously i didn't have like like the money i like a super comfortable amount of money but i was good you know like sure yeah, i was yeah. just kind of chill and now it's like I'm getting all my ducks back in a row and like it's getting used to like not having free time. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, it's finding the rhythm. It's finding, OK, this is when my free time is. How do I util- utilize it the best? Right. And right. It, kinda, you know, it helps you enjoy it more to not have constant unstructured time, I think. I yeah. mean, obviously, more free time is better than less free time. But like you really savor yeah. it when you only have a little Ooh, yeah. bit. Yeah. And also like, man, like, I mean, I got my shit together, but the kind of stuff I'll get up to when I got fucking 24 hours to kill. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know that's not good. You know, so, Pat, like, you're becoming, you're becoming a citizen is what you're becoming. You're, yeah. I, man, I was <laughs> feral, you're a civilian you know? now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it's been good. But so I've actually been working on this, the segue, not only working on it all day, but I thought it was a segue earlier and this, the, it wasn't. It ties right into what we're saying. Speaking of just like a real constant of the working class, something that anybody who's been going through it is totally familiar with. What I'm about to talk <laughs> about today. That's the restaurant subway. <laughs> like if you, oh, yeah. if you've never eaten subway, that means you've never had a job. And I, that's right. I feel like because that is the official restaurant of lunch. Off work, <laughs> you go to the subway, you grab a sandwich because they're quick and there's fucking fifteen on every block. You know, yeah, they're and, everywhere. And it's so they, crazy. I, I, and, I have you know, a sense that's what we're going to be talking about today is how they're everywhere. Yeah, how they're everywhere, how they got there, and who they got there at the expense of. <laughs> yeah. So, besides, uh, besides their customers. Yeah, besides their customers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, the I, customers. I don't know if you, uh, I, I don't know how you feel. I think Subway is so gross. I've absolutely it's, it's eaten not, it for yeah. lunch constantly. It used to be, I was, when I was younger, I was vegetarian. And it, yeah. back in the day, it was like the only, if you were like driving down a highway or something, it was one of the only places you could get like a vegetarian meal. Yeah. So you just get like a Very veggie true. sub or something. Yeah. And it's I gross. Like, it was terrible to not have options. It's yeah. <laughs> I was on a weight loss kick one time when I was like it was like the first time I ever like put any effort into like like learning how to diet. Mm-hmm. And I was I was working in West Farms Mall in Hartford, Connecticut, and they had some really good options for lunch, but one day I was broke. And so I had to get like a healthy option at Subway. And I got a fucking I was like, we get a plain turkey with spicy mustard and onion and spinach on wheat. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got that and it was A, just disgusting. And sure. B, because like you can you can jazz a Subway sandwich up, like just like throw a bunch of that weird sauce on it, whatever. You can yeah, make it. Yeah, it's edible. Yeah. Yeah. But this was like every edible fucking facet of Subway was out of this sandwich. And I ate it. It had gone wrong. And when, I, when I say it made me sick, I don't mean like it made me like gastrointestinally sick. I swear that shit gave me the flu. <laughs> like, I was just like, I, I believe like, it. I, ate it. Yeah, I was sick, sick. I was like, ugh. I had chills and aches and shit. It sucked. <laughs> but I, yeah, I've eaten a bunch of Subway as, as, as most 
working Americans have. And sure. Yeah, it does. They're everywhere. But um, I, I got to give the shout out to this uh, friend of mine. He's a, a comic. We don't do comic anymore, comedy much anymore. But Nick Ortiz, he has a wonderful podcast that's about Taco Bell called the Cheesy Gordita Bunch. <laughs> that's yeah. him and his boys talking Taco the Bell. Other place, the other place, very respectable vegan and vegetarian options at a Taco Bell. Oh, Surprisingly yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. You can get in there. <laughs> and so, like, he, he was telling me, uh, we, we, we hung out, and I live in the same apartment complex as him now, so we decided to hang out the other day, and we were just talking, like, you know, podcast topics, and he sure. put me on to this thing about Subway that I didn't, I mean, I'd always figured, but I didn't know about, and newsflash, corporations, kind of shitty, so we're going to dive, <laughs> basically, we're going to talk about Subway's franchise model is very predatory, very scammy, and it's set up to kind of, like, foot the bill of building a subway onto a franchise owner and then mm. making having a million ways they can misstep and the company seizing the franchise from them after it's been oh. worked to be established by these people who overwhelmingly are immigrants because that's the american dream okay. yeah, american sure, dream, yeah come to america get paid own a restaurant get paid to fucking feed us our hog slop that we love so much. It's just like, you know, that's, I, I get it. I, I, I totally understand it. But yeah, let's go ahead and dive right in. Cover the bases. Let's get to the origins of Subway. Uh, speaking of New England, or well, you're upstate New York, uh, same thing to me. Close but, enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far uh, as what we were saying about fall, it's the same thing. It's all yeah, exactly. apple orchards and sweaters. That's what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah. Cider and corn. You know, <laughs> uh, so Subway started in 1965. Uh, it was founded by a guy named Fred DeLuca in Milford, Connecticut. And it was it came out under the name of Pete's Super Submarines. Um, not a fantastic name. Kind of a mouthful, yeah. Yeah. Subway I, Subway is a I will say that is a great name for a sub shop. Like Yeah, they brilliant. nailed it on that one. Yeah, yeah. You could have thought <laughs> of a better one. But yeah, he he got a thousand dollar loan from a family friend. Because he wanted to uh, pay for his own college. He realized that he wanted to make some money. So he's like, I'll start a little sandwich shop. They did it. It hit. And out the gate, his focus was entirely on growth, growing the business. Mm. Uh, to the point where like, they had 16 franchises a few years in, but they didn't turn a profit for 15 years. Oh, man. Because he was just like, let's start, these, start another yeah. one, start another one. He's and like the is... Uber of sub-sandwich places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just growth, and, growth, growth. Push out the yeah. competition. Then raise yep. your sub prices, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna. I, I'm gonna get into the the lesser controversies uh, surrounding <laughs> Subway. Uh, so now, of course, what makes the franchise model is uh, is pretty popular in fast food businesses, you know. And Subway is is far easier to buy one than a lot of other places. It's only so, a fifteen thousand. Oh, go ahead. I, just so like uh, the way a franchise works. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's like you basically buy. A like licensing deal from the parent company, right? And then you sort yes. of run it yourself based on like a manual that they give you. Yeah. And the idea is basically like they sort of come around and check and make sure you're doing all the stuff that they need you to do. And then otherwise, it's sort of your own business, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Especially for a lot of other places. With Subway, we'll come to find out that's what's pitched is that you'll mm. be your own boss. But it's very. It becomes very clear that they are not interested in all, or do, do, do really don't care if you succeed, as long as right. your location succeeds, because. So they, it's they, sort of a way for them to get a subway into a physical location. 
Yes, that's yeah. kind of the goal. Okay, very much so. Yeah, they put it. They put it just like Uber. It's it's all done on the the backs of immigrants and working poor. Sure. And so, yeah. so yeah, they have like they're very they're very simple. It's fifteen thousand uh, dollars to to start a subway franchise. Yeah, that that's is, not uh, that bad. Not that bad. And like a lot of places, like uh, a McDonald's, I believe is forty five thousand. And so as a result, most mm-hmm. of like your mm-hmm. most like uh, of your fast food places are actually owned by investment groups. Uh, I used to work at, D- at, at a Dairy Queen that was like it was seven Dairy Queens in the little region and it was called Cinco DQ because uh, I think they started with five but they added <laughs> two more but it was called Cinco and our checks came from Cinco Dairy Queen nice. and like that was you know it was like it was an investment group it wasn't like some you know guy that really liked Dairy Queen and bought five you know it was an investment group well Subway right. a little that's that's a little atypical it's mainly immigrants and families that buy these things. Mm-hmm. And it's very it's a simple startup because they have very they have no grills. They have no fryers. You don't have to yeah. build a vent hood. You know, there's not, none of the like, like at one point they say all you need is a plug. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that sandwich warmer going. And then. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You need a maybe a meat slicer. Maybe not. Maybe they just ship you the pre-sliced meat. And then you're I think they you're used good. to send you pre-sliced meat. I think now they slice up the site just because people are like, hey, this is dog food you're feeding us. Yeah, this like. is disgusting. <laughs> That's a uh, friend of the show. Danny Palumbo used to have a joke yeah. about how well, was the, meat the turkey the turkey at subway is ham based and he's like how is that possible what is that <laughs> why is the meat wet the eternal question yeah, yeah, yeah. why is the meat wet um <laughs> i love danny danny Palumbo. go follow his instagram he sells plates of pasta on the weekends that just god every time it's like shit i will move I'm to where you're at danny i'm so jealous that he lives in la because he makes handmade pasta it's great he has a really great sub stack about food too called the move la so definitely Check that out. Yeah. I love Danny. He's the best. Yep. Uh, great cook. Great comic. Yeah. Anyway. D- Dan- Danny Danny Palumbo. Yeah. I, I was just <laughs> telling a story about how when I was in uh, St. Louis uh, hanging out for like, I was getting, waiting to get picked up for a comedy tour. I was day drinking at an Italian bar with a bocce ball court. And uh, I was joking. That I, was, I was like, I'm just going to go into every house in this neighborhood and go, hey, do you know Danny? Hey, do you know Cat? <laughs> 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 so most... Um, so subways, so yeah, they're ran by families, and subway is also one of the least profitable. And so, as we all know right now, it's one of the lar- it's if not, I think property wise, the largest restaurant chain in the world at the moment. It's so or at least crazy because it it's recently. so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Like, how are there so many? I mean, I guess we're gonna find out. But and they only make on average four hundred thousand a year. Which is wow. much lower. Yeah, the the average Jimmy John makes a couple mil a year. Yeah, you know, like uh, like like a Jersey Mike's, they all make a lot more. Subway doesn't make that much money, mm-hmm. and they also their percentages off top. The VIG, if we want to talk fucking organized crimes, <laughs> that's all this shit is. The fucking VIG is twelve point five. Wow. Eight, yeah, that's 8%, high. Yeah, eight percent is some straight off your sales, and then you pay four point five percent of your income towards advertising. And that's one thing we know about Subway is they advertise like a you know like a mug, man. They're you know they have. <laughs> Goddamn, uh, Megan Rapinoe and Tom Brady and RG three yeah. all sitting around eating sandwiches. You know, it's like they really put it's a lot so, of money into advertising. It's one of those things, like how like Coca Cola advertises so much, where it's like we all know about Subway. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need how, to remind me, <laughs> right? Like, what is the what marginal percentage increase in customers are you getting from commercials? Because like we know, we know, yeah. we get it. 
I, I guess thanks most, for reminding me about yeah, that. <laughs> I think most large companies advertising these days is all like apologetic and like um, rehabilitatory. Like, like yeah. it's, it's so, somebody of it is like, hey, I know we sucked for years, but we don't suck anymore. And then, like, this I, isn't I, your grandma's subway. Yeah, yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> Like it totally. is because my grandma owns the subway because our family's <laughs> locked in by predatory contracts. Anyway, so subway has not been. I, I don't. Th- I think it's. Uh, it goes without saying. Subway has not been without its controversies over the years. And uh, of course, you have the big one, the, the the one that looms over all of this is just the the giant pedophilic pants of Jared Fogle. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Yep. Kind of the and, kind of the main association. I guess that is why yeah. they have to advertise so much. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. People they are like, hey, associate themselves with <laughs> literally any other person, <laughs> anyone. Yeah, yeah. Like there's throwing shit at the wall to see what it sticks. Like Pat Mahomes, fucking, you know, like right. You know, yeah, a the bar is who, on the floor for who could yeah, be better than yeah. a known imprisoned pedophile. <laughs> Oh man, so yeah, he. Uh, it, but what's funny is he. So you can't tell the subway story without talking about Jared Fogle. We all know what he did. We're not going to get into it on the show, but it, that he had such a big impact on that company that it literally it plays into what we're going to talk about today. Just there's pre-Jared Subway and there's post-Jared Subway. Yeah, and it's like it's two different worlds. So, but of, of over the years, they've had such pretty much all of their controversies been surrounding. I have it written down as chicken not chicken <laughs> that yeah. was when everybody said hey your chicken's not chicken it's mainly soy they did some studies and it turns out no it's chicken enough for us to say chicken legally <laughs> then it was hey your tuna's not tuna and it was like well no, you know, t- no technically it, I mean, it is we you know legally it is tuna and then somebody was <laughs> like hey your bread's not bread it's like what are you guys what are you guys what are you guys yeah. fucking doing here your it bread's reminds not me bread. there's a tweet about starbucks food that i think applies to subway where it's like when you get food at Starbucks, you're like, mmm, this 3D printed sandwich is really good. <laughs> it's like somehow not food, but it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is 100% true. I, I, I've had to eat Subway food, but, or not Subway, but Starbucks food before. And you're just like, yeah, this is this is like an advertisement for food. It's not I'm, actually food. I An ad for food is exactly right. <laughs> I am like, I am so baffled by the popularity of Starbucks. Uh, like, I, I don't think their coffee's good and their food is atrocious and like the vibe in a starbucks is bad i mean that might be a new that might be a new york thing because like it's like a a a public bathroom so like the whole (laughs) store becomes a public bathroom you know but uh yeah i just like the fact that it's like sort of a lifestyle thing where it's like you know yeah Mom, like for like white women to be like, yeah. got my Starbies. It's like this sucks. Why do you go there anyway? That's yeah. a total I, tangent. I've never to me, somebody... Starbucks is the subway of coffee. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah yo, I bu- don't get bu- it. Shots fired. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. As somebody who like when I was on tour, there's a lot of times where like you're you're driving into town to do the show, and your next show is far enough out that you have to leave after, so you have no hotel, so you have yeah. to find a place to hang out. And like I like not even on like some like like some like grassroots like uh like like keep Austin weird type shit i'm not like oh i always go to a local place if i can it was literally just like starbucks sucks i know the local place is gonna be better it's gonna be a better right. vibe it's gonna be a better hang um i went to a i went to a, a coffee place in kalispell montana and i had a zoomer tell me as i was ordering coffee that i had a good vibe and i was like fuck yeah girl you congrats hey can i just say you have like good vibes and i was like it's true that's the nicest thing anyone said to me this year <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that in writing? Actually, just ruin the vibes. <laughs> but 
of the of the lesser subway controversies though the, uh, chicken not chicken tuna not tuna bread not bread foot long not foot long mm-hmm. was one but this is so they ended up debunking this it was it was a foot long you know especially in the way that they put their toppings in there they come out like a half inch on either side they're like we're good but yeah i did some digging on this one and this is just just capitalism at its fucking finest so subway basically they were so they, yeah we had 12 inch subs and that they weren't actually 12 inches long well they did the whole fucking test and then a law firm was like we'll do a class action and they ended up getting yeah they, they did a class action lawsuit about the subs like, not being long enough about the, yeah the subs not being yeah, long they like got, false advertising yep. you owe these people I've been eating a <laughs> yeah, su- yeah, yeah. I've been eating a foot long every day that's an inch a day that you owe me that's one twelfth of the price of the sandwich yeah <laughs> that's so pick, funny a pick inside three hundred and sixty five inches please <laughs> uh, but yeah so like th- this is this is just like. I don't know. This is just fucked. It kind of made me mad. These lawyers got like uh, like thousands of people together, and they did a class action lawsuit. And then like somebody stepped in and was like, "Hey, this is crazy. You can't really prove this." So they settled out of court, and it was the settlement was for five hundred twenty thousand dollars, so half a million dollars. All of it went. Ten plaintiffs got five thousand each, and the rest went to the lawyers. That's that's money that just appeared out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Just like, oh, well, yeah. Fuck it. Okay. Here's so that was five twenty. But that's. Uh, four hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Just like, God damn. Yeah, it, like so. That's insane. But that being said, so let's dive in to Subway. Talk about the business model and kind of get into it here. So, Subway, the largest fast food company in the world by store count, with more than twenty four thousand restaurants in the United States alone. It got that way thanks in large part to entrepreneurial immigrants. Unlike chains such as McDonald's and Burger King. Oh, by the way, I'm reading from a New York Times article that's very uh, It's called Subway Got Too Big Too Fast. Um, cool. Where many franchises are operated by investment firms like with McDonald's and Burger King, Subway owners are mostly individuals and families. Now, again, we count through. It's like $45,000 to open one. And for, um, I was like $45,000 to open a McDonald's versus $15,000 yeah. for your Subway. So for half a century, the system worked to mutual advantage. Subway's value hit $12.3 billion at its height, and countless first-generation Americans bootstrapped their way to success one foot long at a time. So by the time Mr. DeLuca died in 2015, though, the company was struggling. Jimmy John's and Quiznos had kind of outpassed him. You had Jared Fogle and all his fucking bullshit. And then um, his sister, Suzanne Greco, took over as chief executive, inheriting a company that many felt had grown too fast and haphazardly. In 2016, for the first time ever, more Subway stores closed than opened. Mm -hmm. But while many franchises shut down because of underperformance, others operating profitable locations began to feel targeted. You know, not by like, you know, the the, the pressures of the economy, but economy, but by the company itself. So for many owners, like for many store owners, Subway's internal workings are largely a mystery. Because the chain, which is private, offers far less financial information than other global fast food peers. In the most recent version of a disclosure document given to prospective fr- franchises, which is more than 600 pages long, the company notes that it can revise its rules, quote, at any time during the term of your franchise agreement, under God any damn. condition and to any extent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this contract you're signing means nothing. It, it right. means nothing. It, will, it means everything to you. It means jack shit to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... 
Now, there was a guy named um, – now, the document would be difficult for anybody to process, but a guy named Alexander Dimsky, who was a trainer for Subway um, from uh, about 30 for 34 years, he estimated that 30 to 40 percent – 30 to 50 percent of the chain's franchises, franchisees were immigrants and that more than a third of them scored poorly on proficiency tests in math and English. Yeah. So, so like – uh, even an, a fluent native speaker is going to probably have trouble with this contract, but yeah. most of the people owning franchises, it's like a lost yeah. cause for them. Yeah. And then, and then you, you come to America, you see one on every fucking corner. You're like, oh, right. You know, these I can buy into this. Yeah, yeah totally. So what they do, the, how the corporate structure breaks down is that they have, um, they basically, they have like uh, quality assurance um, kind of like people who are in charge of large regions and they're right. known as development agents. So a development agent for Subway, they have like, you know, little regions and, and almost like a little fiefdoms and they mm-hmm. go around and they oversee shit. And here's the thing though, is most of those development agents, if not all of them, most of them are also franchise owners. Mm-hmm. So they own their own their own Subway franchise. Now Subway says, well, that means that they know the inner workings of the business and they, you know, mm-hmm. and they get it. But, the fact is that when somebody violates enough laws or enough little like they get checked off or dinged or your store's not meeting, you know, it's right. fucking uh, the it's subway thing. laws, not the real yeah, laws. Yeah, the subway laws. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, Hammurabi's code and the subway laws, equal <laughs> in age and importance. But they, uh, so at that point, you are contractually, uh, Subway is able to contractually relieve you of your franchisee shit with a minimal payout, if any. And then that can be sold to another franchise owner at a right. discounted rate. And right. So, so these development agents are basically they're overseeing subways that are direct competitors of them because it's in their region. Yes. So if they see one that's good, yeah, this I can see how this is heading for trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it like it's just like it's a breeding ground for this is this is like. Uh, it's like bacteria when you leave a fucking when you leave meat out and the thing it's just a like breeding ground for just craziness. So, <laughs> and uh, many of the franchisees who lost their restaurants say they recouped little of their original investments. And intervention, and you can make a complaint, but intervention from Subway's headquarters in Connecticut is rare. So for years, the Subway system's opacity and aggressive pace of development uh, went hand in hand. The company encouraged stores to open within blocks of existing locations with development agents often giving the established franchisees a choice. And this is fucked. Operate the new restaurant themselves. So take on another restaurant, including the $15,000 startup fee, or compete with somebody. Mm. What do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to compete? This is like mafia shit. It really is. (laughs) It's insane. It's like, dude, I, I, I. I don't know if I mentioned this. I, I I knew a guy. I wasn't friends with this guy, but I knew a guy who used to steal people's shit and then call them, and they'd be like, "Hey, dude, sorry, I can't talk right now. My TV got stolen." But yeah, no, I I, I stole it. You need to come buy it back. <laughs> like, like, <that's, laughs> uh, and they'd be like, "What? What? You like? Yeah, yeah, come buy it back." Like, no, I don't want it. But no, you're gonna come buy it back. We're gonna have a problem. And yeah, just shit. Yeah, that guy's dead now, and and, and for good reasons. But. Um, yeah, that's like it's straight up criminal stuff. It's like, hey man, we're gonna open one on the street. I can either you can either open one or we'll open one. What do you want? You know? Right. Yeah. And that is such so. They are they bu- are shit. they building these before they have a franchisee signed on for them? Is it like they open one and then they're like Subway for sale? I would imagine that they they get a line in on a location. And they say, hey, and they go, then they go to the franchise owner and say, hey, we're going to open one here. It could be yours uh-huh. or it could be somebody else's, but this is where we want yeah. one at. Got and it. Okay. They do this like crazy, 
subtraction soup math where they're like, actually, it's better for everyone when there's more subways closer to each other. And an economist was like, that makes no sense because if that was true, why not open 15 on one block? (laughs) Right. Why not not have a subway district in the city? Yeah. 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 By that logic, you know. And so we're going to tell a little story now of a guy named uh, – a gentleman by the name of Manaj Tripathi. And Manaj Tripathi is a franchisee owner from India. So he said it was assumed that the stores would eventually become more sustainable. Uh, he had bought into Subway's expansion in a major way. After two decades spent at companies like Jamba Juice and Body Shop, opening Subway tra- franchises in his mind was his chance to take charge. At one point, he owned 38 stores. And by 2015, he was among the largest franchisees in California's East Bay region. But Minaj Tripathi couldn't shake the feeling that he had that someone had a vendetta against mm. his Subway sandwich shop. Uh, a franchisee for nearly two decades, he had done everything he could do to keep his restaurant and a strip mall in Northern California in perfect condition. But lately, it seemed like someone was out to get him. It was middle of 2017, and inspectors sent by Subway's sent by Subway's regional manager were finding a new problem to cite each month. Shit like a handprint on a glass door, the wrong mm. brand of bathroom soap, cucumber slices that were too thick. At one point, <laughs> he said he got, some, one of these guys says they got written up because their their vegetables were too choppy. It's like, bitch, I, I chop vegetables. I don't know what the fuck you want me to do Right, that. what do you want? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. yeah, so they're just getting, they're finding everything possible to ding this guy. And so, um, but, you know, each each little thing was a write-up, and Tripathi's grip on his store seemed to weaken. If he racked up enough infraction, the subway could terminate his contract and take control of the business. Mm -hmm. So when an inspector named Rebecca Hustler, (laughs) Rebecca Hustler, baby, it's probably (laughs) Hustler, but yeah, I'm saying Hustler. (laughs) Uh, She arrived one day in September, and Mr. Tripathi had thought his restaurant was pristine. Uh, Then he noticed that a single light fixture needed to be a new bulb. Okay. So Mr. Tripathi runs out to buy a replacement. By the time he returned, though... Hustler hadn't marked that as a violation. A year later, just as he feared, he lost the subway. So, Jabathi wasn't like paranoid. Yeah, this is this is fucked. It's 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 straight up criminal. And um, so he wasn't tripping though. He was not like like imagining this because Miss Hustler ended up coming forward and she was like, "Yeah, I was." Like, I was told specific instructions from my boss, the regional subway supervisor, to find fault with the store. She mm-hmm. said, quote, I was kind of his hitman, which is like insane. This, this, this is sandwiches. Why are we talking about hitmen? That right. Even I go feel together. like that's that's somebody who's got to glamorize their really boring job. That's yeah, yeah, what that yeah, is. Yeah, just, yeah, take a drag. I'm basically like, Mike from Breaking Bad, yeah. but for Subway. I was a hitman. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So uh, she's. This is kind of funny to bring back Starbucks. It was. I was kind of his hitman. She said, sipping an iced tea at a Starbucks in the Bay Area. <laughs> See, these go hand in hand. She, these bad fast food places. Yeah, she gets a very large picture in this fucking uh, New York Times <laughs> write up. I don't know. I, I. I don't know. It's just weird. It's like it's like it's, it's a very flattering <laughs> and large photo of her. In this she probably article. was like one of the only ones who spoke with them. That's probably why I would imagine. Yeah. So they're like, well, we'll do you a solid. We'll put a yeah. good picture. You we'll make you look Times. good, girl. We got. You. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, she said she worked for that regional supervisor for nearly a year, and that she has had she has come to regret the role she played in pushing a group of store owners out of their investments. The light bulb moment with Mr. Tripathi especially gave her pause. She said, "We're ruining these people," which she was. So that was when the the owners after the owner died, the, the fucking um, Deluca, his sister, uh, Gre- Miss Greco, takes over the subway, and the company's store count began to shrink. 
in the East Bay, Mr. Tripathi was under the jurisdiction of a development agent named Shirayu Patel, otherwise known as Aki. Aki oversaw a huge choice territory. I hate the word choice. So gross. And so, <laughs> Ooh, it's choice. Fucking disgusting. Anyways. <laughs> but he oversaw a huge choice territory that included most of Northern California and Western Nevada. I have mm. been in a fucking subway in Western Nevada at a gas station in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, has corporate even called y'all in six months? <laughs> like, do, you, like do, do they know you're here anymore? Like, it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's insane. It's like a, the subway on the space station. Yeah. Just, <laughs> no one's coming out of communication. So in 2016, uh, our, our boy Tripathi, he convened a, or no, um, this is uh, Aki. He holds a franchise meeting in a, Sacra- in a Sacramento warehouse, and he told everyone that Subway wanted to. And if you've ever worked like corporate or sales, this is a scary sentence. We want to improve our stronger restaurants and shut down our weaker ones. Yeah, that, yeah, that's like that's basically being like, "Hey, the fucking the jigs up, y'all." It's, yeah, it's, it's right. Put up or shut up. You're getting fucking fired. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, I've always found in corporate situations that if, if you get called to a meeting and the foods. The, the worse the food is, the better the news is. Like, if you come in there and there's, like, some, some danishes or whatever, it's just like, hey, you guys got to work late. But if you come in there, it's, like, a full-ass spread. It's just like, just make a plate, shake everybody's hand. Hey, thanks for the That's opportunity. That's your last supper, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So, so yeah, uh, so she, this, um, now this is, the, now the, this was, uh, somebody who attended this meeting uh, was another store owner named uh, Niku Alak. And again, these are all, I believe, like, Indian or Southwest Asian uh, mm-hmm. You know, immigrants. She left the gathering alarmed. She and many fellow franchisees had been pushed for years to invest huge sums in new stores, and now are struggling. Subway's franchise contract forbids the company from uh, from unilaterally closing stores just because sales are weak. But franchisees can lose control of their restaurants for failing to meet Subway's operating standards. Right. Violations cited by inspectors employed by development agents like Mr. Patel. That's uh, Aki. So hence Ms. the Alok. hence the light bulb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Miss Allock said Mr. Patel eventually pressured her into closing or selling her four stores in Sacramento after they received a slew of bad evaluations. She said, I would have liked to stay in business for another 10 to 15 years. I wanted to make more money, but I had no other choice. Uh, Vishal Sharma, a franchise. I mean, again, we're seeing a pattern in these fucking names. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, this is like where I feel like it's really predatory because it's just like. Again, they said, like, many of these people, they didn't have firm grasp of the English language. They could communicate. They weren't stupid people. But when it comes to legalese and jargon, it's sure. like, you know. Sure, it's hard enough, yeah. Yeah, it's hard enough. It's hard enough. Yeah, I don't understand the shit. And I, I, can't imagine, I can't imagine most of these people are retaining legal counsel or anything to go through these contracts. They're just, like, they're just people with $15,000, it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> Oh man, I, man, I just knowing how scam artists work. It's like a person with fifteen thousand dollars is just like like I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like like uh, <laughs> oh, you you know a guy who has fifteen thousand dollars? Yeah, I'd like to meet that guy. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure I can figure out a way for him to give me that money. Uh, that is like a perfect amount of money to get scammed out of because it's yeah. like it's not enough to buy a house. It's not even really enough. Like I guess you could buy a car, but you couldn't buy like a very good car, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's it's. It's not going to get invested. It's like an easy thing to get ripped off by because it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. it's not going to like change most people's lives in a permanent way. So yeah, you could yep. probably convince them to like put it in something a little fishy and yeah. th- fuck them. Yeah. Guys, if you're out there, if you ever get fifteen thousand dollars, buy a big ass TV. <laughs> it's like, like yeah, just the <laughs> hugest TV. <laughs> yeah. And that's just that's just seven seven thousand grand less they can ever get from you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
so Vishal Sharma, yeah. So she owned uh, a franchisee in Nevada who owned three stores, described another meeting that Mr. Patel convened in Reno the same year. And man, isn't it? This is just like Godfather 2. A lot of people that fuck with immigrants are immigrants themselves because yeah. they they are acutely aware of the pressures these people are under. You know what I'm saying? And, and, like, and it's like, oh, hey, I'm a friendly face. Come on. Like, I'll, you know, I'll take care of you. And, yeah, right. I, like you're saying, um, it sounds like not only are all these franchisees um, Indian or South Asian, but like the regional man, like Aki is too, yeah. you know, like these are so and I'm sure if you're a recent immigrant to the US, you you like want to feel kinship and trust with somebody who's also mm-hmm. from where you're from because you yeah. don't necessarily know that many people and yeah just taking advantage of that really sucks dude yeah when i, work, when I worked at at&t in connecticut uh you would have like these students would come in and there would be like it would be like you know either from like you know china or india or the middle east and they would have like a handler who was like a little more like established a little more americanized usually older mm-hmm. and they would be part of these little like student like programs like hey you we, you give us like this much money a month and we will set up your phone we'll set up your fucking place to stay and yeah on occasion, like something would go wrong and the student would stop by the store unattended and be like, hey, I just need to check this out or whatever. And you like find out like these crazy fucking things like, wait, hold on, you're paying this guy how much a week? And I, I, yeah. I showed I showed a guy how much his phone bill was. I was like, your phone bill is 60 bucks a month. He's like, I pay him one hundred seventy five dollars a month. I was like, wow, bro. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, because you know, like that's a scam artist looks for somebody that's isolated and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And ha- who's there's a more lot isolated of, and vulnerable than that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of immigration stuff like that where like um, that's uh, the thing that uh, writer Gia Tolentino, her parents. I don't know if you remember this. She's Filipino, and like her parents ran this like basically scam thing to get Filipino teachers American visas to come teach in the U.S. Yeah. And it was like they would charge them an arm and a leg and like they would have to live together in really crowded apartments while they like tried to find them placements at schools. And it was basically just like very exploitative and ended up just like, you know, swallowing these people in debt to pay these fees to get the visas. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of ways you can get fucked over if you're an immigrant to the U S yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, 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 it's a fucking shame, man. Like like I, I, I see if you, you know, work in service industry, I've seen tons of, you know, Tons of that construction. I've seen tons of that. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, she said, so Mr. Patel said that he had the money to buy the best. Lo- so basically these people were like kind of like bucking up to him at this point. Yeah. And he was like, yo, I got the money to buy the best lawyers. At the time, she said, we weren't scared. We just thought maybe that's just his style. Then we figure out this guy's template is not developing the territory. It's taking away the territory. Right. So Being Mr. A Patel had said he had said in an email that he had been informing the franchisees that Subway's. Uh, lawyers were available to answer legal questions. But at one point, a franchisee sent Mr. Patel an anonymous complaint. He responded with an email to a large group of them, uh, which he, in which he threatened a lawsuit that would, quote, be so huge it would take all nearly all of your life earnings in Subway in fighting this suit. Please don't Ugh. test me. What he said, please demon. don't test me, especially <laughs> when you don't have any basis. <laughs> like, guy, what, a, what a messy bitch. I hate this guy. <laughs> so... Subway ended up terminating Mr. Sharma's contracts in 2017. Uh, last December, in state court, he accused Mr. Patel of using rigged compliances and Subway of employing an unusual structure where the local agent is a supervisor as well as a competitor, which mm-hmm. is a completely completely succinct way of describing what the fuck they're doing. Right. Uh, but the case was ordered into arbitration in Connecticut, but Mr. Sharma is appealing the decision. So... Dozens of franchisees in the region decided to appeal to Miss Greco, that's the sister of the original owner, 
uh, for help. Mr. Tripathi, our old homie Tripathi, he said there is a deep sense of morass within the franchisee community. The group wrote in a 2016 letter. So they wrote this to Ms. Greco asking for help, asking that she designate somebody impartial to look into the matter. The franchisees said they suspected Subway's development agents of commissioning unfair uh, slash bias slash questionable evaluations and forcing franchise, uh, franchisees out at a throwaway price. And they feared retaliation. They said, needless to say, though, this is the time of essence. So Ms. Greco did not respond, but Mr. Patel was made aware that all his like his underlings were doing this. Oh, and that's so mean. That's so yeah. shady. Dude, Giving I, him the tip off and not doing yeah, anything. Fuck. Dude. That's like this is a classic like HR's there to help the company, not to help you situation. Where like you go to them with a problem and it comes back on you. You yeah. know? Sucks. Dude, my first pawn shop job, the when I first started there, this lady was the manager. And they were just being real mean to her, and they, they pressured her to step down and take an assistant manager role. They brought in another manager, and that lady was not friendly or nice about it. It was like kind of like a little hostile to the, the old staff. Yeah. And so uh, HR came in to like smooth things over, and they were like, we're going to have a meeting with everybody, a sit-down meeting, and da 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 And I, I expressed my concerns about the new lady, and I expressed my favoritism for the old lady. And next day, I'm at work, and we're all in the fucking office. And the new lady was just like, "Oh, hey, by the way, Kathy told me everything y'all said. I heard it all. I heard all. I heard everything y'all y'all said about me." And <laughs> I wasn't old enough to be like, "What the fuck?" That's like, you know, I was I was twenty years old. I couldn't like formulate right. a defense to that. I was just like, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Horrible. God. <laughs> so, uh, so then, so Mrs. Hustler, and so Patel hears about this. And Patel's like, "Yeah, fuck this shit." Because uh, he does not play. This, yeah, yeah. this dude will Absolutely. beat your hand. Yeah, he will break your fingers with a hammer. Um, <laughs> so he was like, so fuck it. So he gets Miss Hustler, and he was like, hey, go in there. And this is a quote uh, from an email. Or I'm sorry, a quote from her saying what, she, what he said. Uh, he said, go in there and just throw your probe, your temperature probe, right into every every bit of food. It's not going to make temperature. You can calm out in compliance. Mm. And she said he actually gave us specifics on what he wanted us to do. He directed her to visit during shifts with unexperienced employees who were more likely to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, not all the franchisees who have left the subway system operated their stores perfectly. And many did run afoul of local health inspectors. We've all been in a gas station subway. We get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I feel like if you've eaten at Subway, you've gotten sick from Subway. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it gave me the flu. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it wasn't even gastrointestinal. I literally got like just, yeah, I got sick. I got a respiratory infection from that shit. <laughs> but dozens of franchisee, tri- franchisees, that's a, I hate that word, franchisees <laughs> contend that issues that never bothered Subway during its rapid expansion suddenly put them out of business in recent years. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's cool when you do it. It's a problem when I do it. Right. <laughs> so those franchisees feel they have little recourse. Near Sacramento, uh, Manal Khatri and her husband owned a Subway in a prime location just off the freeway. After Mr. Patel's inspector repeatedly marked it out of compliance around 2014, she recalled that she and her husband started to fight constantly. Why were they failing? Why couldn't he get everything into compliance? Ms. Cotri said they both repeatedly asked Subway headquarters for advice but never got a response. Eventually, the company took her into arbitration, and she said she was told to to find a buyer for her store or risk a forcible closing. Um, Mr. Patel rejected all the candidates she found. Uh, Records indicate that he now owns her restaurant. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's yeah. good enough. I know just the yeah. guy. Yeah, You're having trouble yeah. finding someone. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so shitty. Yeah, so this guy shitty. sucks. Yeah, fuck this dude. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, if I ever meet, if I ever meet Mr. Patel, I'd probably meet a million Mr. Patels. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Somebody the last name. Hey, Patel, are like, you the one hey, from Northern California? Because <laughs> what happens in the next five minutes is very dependent on what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, she said, um, yeah. So she was like, after it became clear, Mr. Patel wanted to buy her store. She said that she realized her husband might not have been to blame for everything after all. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that, no, that that poor guy. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, so Mr. Patel said the Contreras asked him to buy the restaurant, though. In his defense, he said they asked him to, which I don't believe for a second. So <laughs> another franchisee, Kanwardeep Verk, again, we're seeing like a, this is just like <laughs> it's 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 a it's it's a theme. Said that starting in 2006, he operated four stores in the Lake Tahoe area that were profitable and compliant with subway standards. His babies, he called them. <laughs> Suddenly, at the beginning of 2016, he said he started failing evaluations. He said one inspector sabotaged a meatball storage bag by <gasps> puncturing it with a thermometer and then waiting to record the temperature after it cooled down. <laughs> That's so shitty. Yeah, he shanked his meatball bag. It's like yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> meatball check, meatball check, just coming in. That's insane. So... Subway started arbitration proceedings against Mr. Verk. Such cases are typically heard near Subway's headquarters in Connecticut. Many store owners can't afford to travel to defend their stores in person. And that is an old school fucking scam. That's like, mm. hey, yeah, we're going to we're going to have the trial or you can come and you, you got to come in on Monday morning at 830. And also it's right. five It's five cities away or whatever the case that yeah. they've been fucking people over like that for you know, hundreds of years. But they said, yeah, many store owners. They, so they just end up arguing their cases by phone or by filing documents. But. In 2018, Subway initiated the equivalent of 29 litigation actions against their per one against per 1,000 franchisees. Now, to put that into consideration in the scope, in that same year, McDonald's had 1.4 Dunkin uh, uh, actions from McDonald's, this, Dunkin' Donuts, Pizza Hut. What's that? Uh, I, so this is the rate per 1,000 franchisees of lawsuits. Is that uh, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, or them taking like litigation actions against their own franchisees, like the shit. Okay, that so them suing them yeah. suing the franchisees. Yes, okay. yeah, and it was so it was, twi- it was Subway 29 has twenty nine per thousand. McDonald's has one point four for one thousand. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Got Almost it. thirty Got times it. less. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so also, so eventually Mr. Vert gave up. Mr. Patel now owns two of his former stores. Mm. Mr. Patel wrote that the restaurants had problem with food safety and labor practices and owed back rent and that Mr. Vert himself arranged to close or transfer them. So the Federal Trade Commission requires Subway to produce an annual list of franchisees with permanently closed stores, which the company said allows prospective uh, prospective franchise owners the opportunity to contact them to discuss their experience with Subway. But many franchisees who received termination letters after being deemed noncompliant eventually sold their stores, sometimes under duress and often for far less than they believe the stores were worth, the several yeah. franchisees said. So they don't even own the places anymore. So if anybody gets a hold of them, you know, they call, they're not talking to these people. And also, right. most of them are wrapped up in like ironclad NDAs that don't mm. allow them to say what actually fucking happened. And this is like not common. Like this is like 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 this is um, a very subway specific phenomenon. Right. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in in most cases for a business sale to involve an NDA. Like that's yeah, yeah. Odd. <laughs> and then they 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 the owner before he died, uh, Deluca. Um, they were a- asking him at a trade expo about like, hey, what do you th- if people who are interested in getting into a fucking you know a franchise, 
what do you recommend they do? He goes, well, I recommend they talk to franchise owners because franchise owners are going to be able to tell them what's actually going on. Uh, they may be able to have some that have good experiences, some that have bad, but I would say talk to them before buying a franchise. And it's like, or why don't you just do what every other restaurant chain does and just have that information in your fucking packet where I can right. just read it and look at it. Why do I have to call 20 people who also don't know if I'm a plant from corporate, if I'm calling them like, Hey, what's your experience yeah. with Subway? How likely is it that he's going to be like, yo man, it's bullshit. Like nobody's going right. to say that. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So Subway, you know, as we all know right now is in the midst of an ambitious makeover campaign. It hired a firm that has worked with Tiffany and company and Saks Fifth Avenue, adding to its menu and stocking remodeled stores with new technology. Um, the, uh, yeah, so like since Mr. DeLuca's death, the company has been on shaky footing. It was slower than many rivals to launch a digital loyalty campaign and, uh, offer mobile ordering options. So revenue fell from 10.4 billion last year or fell to 10.4 billion down 9.5% from 2015. Um, in recent months, the chain has added a new chief information officer, a chief marketing officer and a North American vice president. Uh, Ms. Greco retired last year. But as we talk about it, Subway's store count has shrunk by more than 2,000 since 2015. Mm. And essentially, Subway's chief development officer, uh, this guy named Mr. Furtman, he said, we have to make sure ultimately that we have the right restaurants in the right locations. And it's like, yeah, well, that used to be just any restaurant in any right. location. Was like you said, you it's like, needed. oh, this wasn't a problem when you were growing. Now, all of a sudden, we need to do yeah. some pruning here, you know? Yeah, and so the uh, so to take it to kind of bring it full circle, we're gonna stop by with our old friends the Chapathis, and they said they feared they could lose yet more of their stores. They sued Subway and Mr. Patel in 2016 in California court, accusing the development agent of using a variety of techniques, including trumped up and false inspection reports, to justify terminating certain franchises. Subway invoked the clause in the franchise contract that requires disputes disputes be. Uh, uh, Resolved in private arbitration in Connecticut. Uh, so the, the yeah, Chipathis. again, like you said, uh, that is a, literally across the country from where the Chapathis yeah. own the stores. Yeah, and also, yeah, arbitration is like it's sort of like the HR problem, right? It's like often biased toward the company that is yep. arranging the arbitration as opposed to open court. You know? Yeah. So very shitty. Very shitty. And- yeah, very shitty. And so, yeah, yeah fee shitty. Mr. Tripathi. Now, here's it, this is another thing that's like um, a, a trope about immigrants that that I found often is true, is the wildly educated and qualified careers they came from in their home countries. Right. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And so, Mr. Tripathi is a trained engineer with a business degree, and Ms. Tripathi holds a doctorate in chemistry. And uh, they said, and now they own they subway franchises. Able, <laughs> yeah, they said they were able to read and understand the reams of legal docu- legal documents produced by the conflict, but they they understand that many of their fellow franchisees cannot and yeah. they're also they own 38 stores like they're doing well the they're, doing the day, they're, great. Doing yeah. they're doing great yeah they're feeling the pressure it fucking sucks they're getting treated this way but they're doing well and like you should do when you're getting a little bit ahead is stick out for look up for other people because they're saying the reason we're fighting them is that we can yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, like if you, you know, that's that's allyship. Use, you know, use your fucking privilege. If you got a little bit of bread, you're a little more established and you know you can help out people who are getting screwed over. That's what you should do. And they're doing it. So hats off. to Sure. Them. Good for but, them. Um, yeah, that's where the story ends. Um, as of press time, Subway still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Makeover unsuccessful. Yeah. Still bad. I just say, what was did you ever have like a Subway go to? Um. I would usually I would usually get a BLT because those are like really hard to fuck up. Yeah. Like and also again, the whole wet meat problem doesn't really apply when you're yeah. getting a BLT. 
So uh, I would do that. I would do, like I said, I the I haven't been in years. I used to get them when I lived in Austin. Uh, I I worked at on the drag at UT, and I would go to Subway for lunch. Um, but when I was vegetarian, I'd do just the very sad veggie cheese sandwich, which is like one of the most pathetic things you can eat for lunch. <laughs> What's your what is your Subway go to? Uh, I think so. It used to be like when I was a kid, it was the the, the roasted chicken breast. Uh, mm-hmm. With just salt and pepper, lettuce and ranch. <laughs> when I was like like a kid, nice, kid. simple, and then, yeah, yeah. And then I started Classic. getting the, Ita- yeah, the Italian BMT. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time went on, yeah, I usually just get yeah Italian BMT. Usually I get like, once, just, you know, once in a blue moon, I would get a meatball sub. I do like a meatball yeah. sub. It's I mean the worst yeah. version of it is the Subway version, but like it'll still hit the spot if that's what you're yeah. craving. I gotta, I gotta say, I, I during the pandemic, I worked at, at Thundercloud for a little bit, and like mm-hmm. I love Thundercloud. Thundercloud fucking rule. It's cheaper than Subway. It's better than Subway. Thundercloud's pretty good. Yeah, area. yeah, and you have access to a Thundercloud. That's the way to go for sandwiches. <laughs> their meat is 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 good. Their meat their meat's you know fine, but their veggies are fucking really good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Veggies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, my my friend that passed away, Brian, who I mentioned all the time, he had a, he had a, a sandwich. It was like it, whenever he would get like a free sandwich off a sandwich card or whatever. There was whatever I forget what it was he would order and you would add everything and he'd be like, basically, well, I look at it, I'm getting a half off. That sandwich has to cost seventeen dollars. I'm really fucking him over on that, <laughs> <laughs> which is just one of the many great things he used to do. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, yeah, guys, sound off in the uh, in the comments. Tell us what your favorite sandwich is in some way, <laughs> but also understand that they're shitty and predatory. Uh, worth it. Worth it to open up a, sand- a sandwich shop franchise or Subway franchise? No, not at all. I'd no, say. get I would say keep saving it. up, keep saving up. Get a McDonald's. Don't yeah, yeah, stop yeah. at fifteen k and get a <laughs> get a Subway, or like go in on it with two other people that have fifteen k. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Run a run a McDonald's with. together. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's always Subway in Philadelphia. Just get you and four of <laughs> your friends open up a yeah. Subway. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Crow is a comedian I used to tour with, and he is uh, he's uh, asexual, and he wants to. He's gonna. He's thinking about going on Jeopardy, and he could probably win mm-hmm. it. He's very smart, but he was talking about using his winnings to buy a Chick Fil A franchise. And he mm. said Chick Fil A is cheap to franchise, but they're very selective on who they work with. And mm-hmm. he was like, the way I look at it, I've never even had sex. <laughs> he was like, so like, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> the best candidate. Yeah, they can't get mad at my immoral lifestyle because yeah. I he's don't. Like they hire. Fuck. Yeah, they hire some guy with seven, a married man with seven kids. Ew, gross. He's been in p- pussy seven times at least. <laughs> <laughs> Very solid logic. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the episode today. And if you liked what you heard, you can follow us on patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. We do drop two more episodes every month. You have access to our Discord chat, which is a very fun place to be these days. Um, also, if you live in the Austin area, I'm going to be doing a show at Vulcan Gas Company with my old friend John Stringer. <laughs> and so that's going to be a little blast from 2012. That's going to be fun. Uh, Kath, you got anything coming up? Um, I just want to say, if you're interested in our Patreon, I wanted to give you a little briefing on the our last story. So our last uh, couple episodes, we had a scam roundup at the end of August of a bunch of quick hits of recent scams that have been in the news. And then our last, uh, our most recent Patreon is about Park West Gallery, which is a scammy uh, art gallery that operates only on cruise ships. So yeah. definitely check those out uh, on Patreon. I have some shows coming up. I have a show on, I believe, the 17th. Uh, it's called Post Moves Comedy, and then I have one 
that's in Prospect Leverett's Gardens. Then I have one on the 26th in Midtown uh, Jackknife Comedy. Follow me on Twitter to see those dates uh, in Blue Sky and stuff like that. I'm Kath Barbadoro on social media. I also have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. Check that out. That comes out every week. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, get out there. Uh, you know, if, if, if you have to eat somewhere for lunch, you know, if it has to be Subway, it has to be Subway. But just, you know, <laughs> let, let us know. We put you on the game about it. But otherwise, get out there. Be safe. Be smart. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. <laughs>